One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So I'm presuming, hopefully without being complacent, that the majority of those who listen to the big interview or who've become socials are great friends who support the podcast and the Q&A largely think that when I go off one one, when I follow themes in the interviews, that whether you fully agree or not, <laughs> normally my points of view aren't ridiculous and certainly aren't conjured up for effect. I think, I I trust that across my career, one of the things that separated me out, one of the things that's helped me maintain this, this dream job has been the honesty of my passion in certain ideas. Everybody's got that. Everybody's got ideas, everybody's got passion about their interpretations, their feelings... Maybe sometimes that's in your private life rather than in your profession if the job that you have to do isn't as necessarily as inspirational as I find mine. But I'm I'm talking about all of this because I often find myself passionately happy or passionately angry about things that I encounter in my job. And today's column written for ESPN FC is is definitely one of those. Over the few days since Madrid beat Mallorca at the Bernabeu, there's been a spate of finger-pointing accusations and counter-accusations across a single subject, which is whether Vinicius was more victim or provocateur during the 4-1 win over Javier Aguirre's side. I'm going to read you the column and and make the case. But this intro, although I try to keep it relatively brief, is a place where I can say that I genuinely believe that some of the media coverage of Vinicius has a tone to it, has almost always had a tone to it, which wouldn't be similar if he were a white Spaniard. Uh, Racism is a big word. I think that a lot of the ways in which Vinicius is portrayed or described, a lot of the reactions to him are subconscious rather than necessarily deliberate. I used to believe when... (laughs) I use a word which is self-mocking, but when I used to crusade on his behalf about 
about the way he was described as a as a forward, as a finisher, the way in which his 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 capacity to think cleanly and coldly on the football pitch. When people got hysterical about how um, how they described his occasional failure to make the right passes, occasional failure to finish, I I, th- I thought it was wildly out of tune with what I was seeing, wildly out of tune with what was available if you went back and looked at a young Vinicius for Flamengo. And for once, time has proven me correct. Um, I've now had to ask people on La Liga television not to always introduce this subject when they're turning to me by saying, well, you were the one who always believed. And because each of us, you, me, people we know, each of us have our hobby horses in sport where we say, no, wait, that that person, that team is being underestimated. It's not a rare phenomenon, but I, I believed it so strongly then that the the points to focus on were the things Vinicius could patently do innately that were different from other footballers that separated him out and the things that he was still very raw at could be trained, could emerge. And the hysteria over how he was performing when he didn't do things well seemed to me to be disproportionate and at that stage I did not believe that, say, a young emerging Spaniard or German or Frenchman in a big team would be would be described in quite the same manner. Nonetheless, we're back at it now because while there's no question that in recent months Vinicius has looked gawky and a little bit, um, I think, raw at, at attempts to influence a referee, attempts to try and get the crowd on his side in terms of the the dark arts that, for example, many, many players have been clever at. And if, if you want to go to the Glasgow divide, there, there has been no question that over his brilliant career, Sergio Busquets has been really sharp about how to play a referee, how to make a make contact look like a, a foul that's slightly worse than it is because for him it's not win at any cost, but win with all weapons. When Vinicius does it, as he's trying to do it, as Casemiro often did, there's been a clear pattern that every now and again he's a little bit exaggerated when he goes down. That is not a new phenomenon. It's not rare. It's to be discouraged, but it has to be separated completely for the fact that players are now going out and seeking Vinicius, seeking him in terms of physical contact, hacking him down, and in terms of provoking him face to face. There are two clear examples recently of referees not giving, not special protection, but the protection which is written down for every player in the international board rules. And the first clearest um, evidence of that came when Mallorca hosted uh, Madrid in the title run-in last season. Madrid won 3-0. But there was one tackle from Pablo Maffeo, which was criminal, um, came in knee-high, caught glanced off one leg and went into the knee and and of Vinicius's knee and the referee gave a throw in. 
At that in that game, Vinicius also won a long sprint from the halfway line, won a legitimate penalty, no question about the award, and Madrid won three nil. So by the time the Bernabeu match came up this weekend, there were some of the things that make football attractive to us. Let's none of us be sanctimonious and lie. The thing they call morbo, which is some feeling or extra sentiment carried into a game because of what's gone before, that's part of football and it's part of what's us, what makes us adore teams or players or tune into television if it's not our our team playing, buy tickets for the match. Morbo, this, this idea about sometimes it's vendetta, sometimes it's a, a player returning to his old club. It, it can be a host of things. But watching the Maffeo-Vinicius thing was a reason for many neutrals to be to be following this game. The way that it panned out, I felt, was ridiculous in terms of how the referee treated it, vindictive in terms of how Mallorca behaved, and subsequently there's been a huge noise about Mallorca people saying that Vinicius was was commenting snarky things to the players during the game. Well, boo fucking who? If Vinicius was saying, as he's accused of, you're not very good, which is one of the accusations that that has been made about him saying to Mallorca's players, then in one or two cases, maybe it's right. And how does that differentiate him from the wit of terrorist fans singing you're not very good to opposition players or the big habit in in Spain for the crowd to start singing to the tune of Guantanamera, que malo eres, arbitro que malo eres, referee how bad you are. So what, Vinicius can't say that? Do, do you listen to this? Have you played good level sport, amateur sport? What goes on in the pitch? Pfft, that all the time. And how does that compare to thuggish violence? Yeah, you're right. It's two different subjects. So I got furious on Vinicius's behalf. He's imperfect. He has things to change. But he doesn't retaliate. But I do want to point this out about Vinicius as he approaches a crossroads. Here's the column. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, 
Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You may not remember all of them, but let me assure you that Spanish football has been witness to some of the great retaliation extravaganzas of all time. Diego Maradona, when he was at Barcelona, kung fu kicking athletic clubs Miguel de Andres at the end of the 1984 Copa del Rey final. There's an example. Madrid's legendary winger, Juanito, stamping on the back and then the head of Bayern Munich's Lothar Matthias in the 1987 European Cup semi-final. There's another. What about Brazilian magician Jalminha snapping and head-butting his own Deportivo La Coruña coach, Javier Irreta, in the midst of receiving a huge rollicking during training. The list goes on. Diego Costa and Sergio Ramos spitting on one another during a Madrid derby. Pepe swinging a wild boot at a prone Javi Casquero, then raking his studs down the Getafe player's back when Madrid looked like they were going to drop points to Geta at home, in 2009, and Casquero had led the Portuguese defender a merry dance. At one time, these hot-tempered bursts of retribution, leading to sendings off, were so in fashion in Spain that Pablo Alfaro, Sevilla's infamous defender, second only to Sergio Ramos in La Liga red cards, once said, well, admittedly, I'm not a saint, but it feels like media coverage of me being sent off has become a national sport. Vinicius's name is not currently on that list of high-profile, perpetually targeted footballers who succumb to provocation, frustration, red mist, or who simply have a bit of mala leche, badness, running through their veins. The 22-year-old Brazilian is so far opting for the Leo Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo school of don't make me angry, because I won't punch or kick you in retaliation. I'll just score or create more goals against you. Messi, for example, played nearly 800 matches for Barcelona. So, had he been fouled on average an extremely conservative six times per 90 minutes, that would mean he was kicked, barged, obstructed, tripped, knocked over, hacked down, nearly 5,000 times. Wouldn't you react? I would. Only twice did Messi properly teeter on the verge of complete red mist. In the 2009 UEFA Super Cup final against Shakhtar, when he moved his forehead perilously close to Dario Cerno's nose, but no action from the referee. And then in the 2021 Spanish Super Cup defeat to Athletic Club, when... 
Having been body-checked all night, he swung a petulant right hook at the back of Asier Villalibre's neck and was quite correctly red-carded for the only time in his massive Barcelona career. Cristiano's four red cars for Madrid, mostly expulsions for momentary losses of temper and some kind of lashing out, exclude him from being branded Mary Poppins exemplary. <clears throat> but given the treatment that he too was handed out while inspiring Madrid to vast achievements domestically and internationally, his self-restraint and ability to re-divert anger towards scoring and winning was definitely something to be admired. The context for this is that Vinicius is approaching a crossroads. He's increasingly going to be forced to choose how he channels and uses the anger and heated feelings of injustice which are heading his way. Can he harness them and use them as fuel to scorch the opponent? Or will he seek out the kind of natural but punishable personal retribution which brings media opprobium, bookings, red cards and suspension? Even though he's only 22, the ultra-talented Brazilian is fast becoming someone who can genuinely be considered one of the world's top five or six footballers, pound for pound at least. Spanish title winner, winning goal scorer in a Champions League final, partner with Benzema in an 111 goal and assist production line last season, and now he's hit the net in the last five Madrid matches for the first time in his career. Two of those matches, importantly enough, were when Benzema was absent injured. It's a natural, if unfortunate, byproduct that opponents are targeting him. Coaches plan it, their players, usually from lesser talented teams, carry out the provocation, bullying, and intimidation. It happened again, not by coincidence, against Mallorca at the weekend, to the extent that Tony Kroos had to go and persuade Vinicius to end his tirade at opposition coach Javier Aguirre. And Carlo Ancelotti was asked to defend the winger, and Carlo Ancelotti was asked to defend the winger following Madrid's impressive 4-1 win. It wasn't a coincidence because there were clear traces of bad blood and vendetta held over from the last time these two played each other during the Spanish champions' comeback win over the Islanders. Pablo Maffeo went after Vinicius. Kicks, trips, barges, confrontations. It was deliberate, it was a strategy, and it was a small sample of the dark arts which will now pursue this rare talent for the rest of his career. The reason for the extra heat in this confrontation was that, back in March, at the Visit Mallorca Stadium, Maffeo scythed through Vinicius, taking his right leg and his left knee with a ridiculous challenge which referee Sanchez Martinez didn't even book. A lamentable mistake. Maffeo, with the eager henchman help of Martin Valiant, went for round two of his intimidation mission. Frankly, Vinicius's reactions were absolutely spot on. He's already the third most fouled player in La Liga this season. He was violently body-checked by Maffeo before a quarter of an hour had passed and manhandled to the ground twice in the second half with the game balanced at 2-1, but he used his fury at the referee's laissez-faire attitude 
to good purpose. With time running out, he was brave enough to take the ball over and again, then drag possession into the corner of the pitch where Maffeo lunged, missed and then Valiant smashed him down, earning a booking, giving away a free kick and wasting valuable time which Mallorca needed if they were to have any remote chance of an equaliser. In this instance, Vinicius picked himself up, gave a clarion call for an already outraged crowd to raise their decibel levels on a sleepy Sunday afternoon and let his two opponents know, pointing to his badge, that if they wanted to come after him again, he was ready. With the smell of battle in his nostrils, he pressed Valiant, blocked a clearance, blocked a clearance and howled in triumph, despite it being the merest of positives for his team, which was by then winning 3-1. But the hero of this story was still burning fury as fuel. For so long as it stays that way, fine. What sparked some minor controversy and caused Ancelotti to be grilled post-match was when Maffeo had one last despairing attempt to chip away at Vinicius's ankle and Mallorca's coach Javier Aguirre vocally praised his attack dog fullback. Hearing this, the Brazilian stormed over to admonish the bullish Mexican 63-year-old, at which point things threatened to spill over, but crucially, they didn't. After the win, Madrid's Italian coach argued, Vinicius is special for how he plays. Opponents can get angry because of him dribbling past them, and they're angrier than ever when they're losing. But that's football. Vinicius has huge quality and talent, and he shouldn't ever change. I think he shows respect for referee and rivals, and if ever he didn't, I'd remind him to do so. Across my career, I've pretty much seen it all in terms of provocation and retaliation while reporting at matches. Zidane headbutting Marco Materazzi in the 2006 World Cup final. Dennis Wise reaching into Nicky Butt's shorts when Chelsea defeated Manchester United at Stamford Bridge in 1999. Plucking at a ginger leg hair in a delicate zone. And then the United midfielder reacting with violent anger before being red-carded during that 5-0 defeat. Even calm, placid Andres Iniesta admitting that he kicked out in frustration at ex-teammate Mark van Bommel during the 2010 World Cup final when Spain were being consistently booted from pillar to post and Iniesta admitting too that he could easily have been sent off. So, which route will Vinicius choose now? The elite, hard-headed winner's path where only minor losses of temper blemish a long, beautiful career? Or the angry, hot-headed, taking the law into his own hands, which so many naturally flamboyant entertainers find it impossible to resist when they're kicked, abused and provoked. This Brazilian's eventual status as a genuine great and his prospects of lifting the Ballon d'Or may rest upon that answer. As a postscript, column finished now, the most wild retaliation I ever saw was playing amateur football in Glasgow on a Sunday morning. After a fairly heavy Saturday night, against a team of thugs who, when having kicked our players left, right and centre, one was sent off. He moved directly to the touchline where his car was parked, got in and drove his car at the referee. 
It was unfortunate for him that our team was populated by three serving cops who, when the idiot got out of his car, <laughs> abandoned the game, arrested him and put him in the jail. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 